Master Wayne, shall I prepare you something for supper this evening? Perhaps a nice piece of fish or game hen? I know a delightful recipe for a flavorful Burmese salad. Alfred, do you know what I think I'd really like? An Italian sub from that place near Gotham Central. And a pickle. Whatever flavor of spicy potato chip they have. And a root beer. Yes, very good, sir. Jardinera. The dot is part of the logo. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Wait, what'd you just say? Warner Bros. Dot, Yako, Wacko, and Dot. Yeah. The dot is there's a dot at the end of bros. Oh my god, yeah. dude! Yeah, wow! It's fucking all that there, man. That is incredible. Yes. The Animaniacs <laughs> deep dive. The show was fucking genius, man. Welcome, Superhouse podcast listeners, to another episode of the Superhouse podcast for listeners. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I'm like Wolfie, uh, good old Wolfie, Uncle Crazy, uh, joined by. My name is Andrew Bush, and I'm here to <laughs> tell you many stories about the bat. Oh, wait, that's Ben's job. As well as our former, what did we used to call you? Senior Batman correspondent. His name was Batman correspondent. My name was Batman, but now I'm just a co-host. This is... Not just, man. This is Ben. <laughs> and we're going to deep dive... Somewhat of a shallower deep dive seems, hopefully. Well, wait, what am I saying? Not hopefully, but it's a shorter script than what we're guys. used to. It's been a long a day. A Bruce Wayne television pilot that... That is yes. totally not Gotham. That was not Gotham. It was a Batman prequel series that was not Gotham. It was a Batman prequel series with Gordon and a bunch of the Rogues Gallery members, but not Gotham. Did he have his <laughs> fucking mustache in this one or what? Uh, it was not specified, actually. <laughs> I guess it's just so obvious that he has one. They don't even need to say They didn't it. need to say that he didn't have a mustache. <laughs> it was a ripoff after 10, not 10, I'm thinking Smallville when I said 10 years. After five years of Gotham, <laughs> right. he's, he's got the mustache By the way, I love that that's his character arc, is that he goes from not mustache to mustache. <laughs> and then shaves it. <laughs> Wait, what? That's his, that's his whole character arc. Show. His character arc was kind of just like, I will not stand for corruption. To like, okay, I'll bend the rules and be a little corrupt. To like, I will not stand for corruption. Right, right, that's, right, that's right, right. His mustache falls off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, shit. It's All a right. symbol of justice, y'all. All right, so the Gotham deep dive, I mean, the Bruce Wayne deep Whoa. dive is here. So, Whoa. take it away. We have the, uh, in 1999, we have the great hiatus of Batman unproduced scripts that we uh, have been talking about. So we start with Batman 5. An event we call the Great Hiatus. Yes, the Great Bat Hiatus. <laughs> That's awesome, actually. Yes. The Great Hiatus, that actually I, does it, work. I mean, yeah. it's, it's inspired by the when Sherlock they killed off Sherlock Holmes uh, and the period between Sherlock being dead and the time that Arthur Conan Doyle was like, fine, fuck it, I'll bring him back. They call that the Great Hiatus. Ah. Similar thing with the Batman oh, really? movies. Yeah. So, so you did parallel, baby. I didn't quite make it up, but I gave pro- I 
didn't culturally appropriate it, but I characterly appropriated <laughs> Sir it. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle <laughs> rebooted his own shit in his own lifetime. Yes, he did. Wow, That's the king of the man. reboots, man. Indeed. Uh, he Indeed. also re- Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> <He> retconned. <laughs> Watson. <laughs> <laughs> he retconned a ton of shit too, but that's another thing. But. <laughs> I've retconned many things in my life. Because people are stupid! Oh. And his wife was just like, what the fuck is a retcon, Arthur? <laughs> What's a retcon? Let's do a little bit of sleuth work to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Can we read the collected works of Sherlock Holmes? I mean... I'm gonna get hired by Audible. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just never loses steam. This is studying Scarlet. I was I didn't get bored once. <laughs> we'll get to Bruce Wayne in a second, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the great Bruce Matt Wayne hiatus uh, began in 1973. <laughs> The Great Bat Hiatus. Not quite. It was 1999. 1999. <laughs> I was 403 years old. <laughs> I don't know what. What am I, Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bruce Wayne. We got. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till all our pop culture influences just start melding. <laughs> and is a bat star. Wars it's going to pop some fucking Wolverine claws in a minute and shit. <laughs> We've gone love completely all right, off the so, rails. Uh, we had Batman Unchained and Batman Dark Knight as an attempt to continue the Burton Schumacher franchise. That fell through. We had Darren Aronofsky trying to do Batman Year One. That fell through. Uh, years later, we would have Joss Whedon trying to do a Batman origin movie. That also didn't work. But it seemed like in the zeitgeist, hey, let's try to do the origins of Batman and go back to roots. Let's go back to do dark shit. And this was not just with movies. It was also with TV. And the man who wrote this and was trying to develop it was Tim McCanleys. Now, I may have mispronounced it, but Tim McCanleys is most famous for having written The Iron Giant. Huh. Uh, and uh, he went in with a pitch right. that uh, I've been told a lot of my sources on this is for a site called Krypton Site, which uh, was the main fan site to give news on the show Smallville. And they did a whole separate site on Bruce Wayne based off of what their sources gave them. They got access to the script before it went leaked online. And they said the pitch was that he was going to say, I'm going to make a story about an American icon. A JFK Jr. type. And here's here's the character. Here's the, his mentor type. Here's his friends and the ones he can trust and the ones that he can. Here's the one cop in the city he can trust and the empire he's going to inherit and all that. And, he, and it felt riveting to them. And then at the end, he's like, and the guy's name that we're going to make it on is Bruce Wayne. <gasps> yes. That's actually really cool. And one thing that brings to light is how many angles you can take with these already well-established yeah. characters. It's so nuts. Like, yeah, because we are, we yeah. just finished up the episode of Aronofsky's Taxi Driver-esque yeah. Serpico version of corrupt 1970s R-rated version. Here is a nice TV show of a coming-of-age I love the JFK Jr. kind of angle, too, because he was like, yeah. before he sadly died was like mm-hmm. America's sweetheart man that guy was Bruce Wayne for yeah, lack exactly. of not being Batman so uh, <laughs> this would have been on the WB before it was the CW remember the WB by the way so many people still call it WB yeah with the yeah. frog no, no, yeah people always talk about <laughs> the, the fucking frog by the way I love that dude. by the way oh, those, those lo- Looney Tunes with the frog always weirded me out when I was oh, a kid because it was there was just an air of like some sort of weird tension in those cartoons <laughs> Really? I did think so. With the so, frog? Actually. With the frog, yes. Well, like, he's going to kill you at any second. Also, I was like seven, eight, nine watching this. That's maybe why I thought oh, that. Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. right, well. it, it weirded me out. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> this would have been no on. one has ever thought that. 
Moving on. Moving on. All right, so <laughs> we have the script of what the pilot would have been, and it's very different from Gotham, because Gotham started with Bruce Wayne's parents getting killed, and it was about Jim Gordon, uh, with Bruce Wayne as kind of a side character. This one switches the dynamic to what, you know, the comics have and what makes sense, which is Bruce Wayne being the main character and Gordon being a side character. So it would have started in present day, and we would have met Alfred, present day Alfred, and he's the narrator of this series, talking about, you know, how did it come to this? I got to talk about just the craziness that our lives have been and write about it. And he's looking at this picture of all these young people and, you know, his face is quote unquote full of promise. And he's like, oh, like how it was back then. And we cut to London where Alfred has arrived to bail out his master because young Bruce Wayne is in jail. Bruce Wayne is 17 years old here and uh, he got into a fight and has landed in jail in a foreign land, much like we were introduced to Christian Bale in Batman Begins. Uh, and so Alfred finds Bruce and tells him that uh, the board of trustees have called, your presence is required in Gotham City. And Bruce is like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go home. And that's the basically the intro of a Bruce Wayne who would rather stay there, who does not want to step foot in Gotham ever again. That's cool. Mm, yeah. I have enjoying this so far. Yeah, yeah I like it. So uh, we get a bit of flashback <laughs> of, yet again, the night where Thomas and Martha Wayne were killed in front of Bruce Wayne in Crime Alley after seeing the Marcos Oro again. Uh, but again, as, you know, this was 1999, where that was only on film, like, once in the 1989 that's movie. True. So that's true. So it doesn't feel as tiresome as it does now. Where I'm just like, oh, all right, fine, Marcus Oro again. But we, we saw it once <laughs> it again be. in Joker. Yeah, yeah, we did, yes. <laughs> so, uh, it was pretty cool in Joker, but It still. was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Bruce is on the private jet back. Alfred is reading a book called Troubled Teens. And Bruce is like, give me a break. <laughs> what am I Troubled gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> wow, these kids these days. <laughs> uh, and he tunes in the TV, and every station is talking about, oh my God, Bruce Wayne is coming back. It's been twelve years since he's been gone. Oprah, like Wall Street shows, like everything. He's the topic of conversation. Some gossip show hosted by a young Vicky Vale. Like he Vicky is Vale. the new. He's like the Justin Bieber, J, young JFK Jr., like the hot celebrity. Mm-hmm. And him coming back is such a big thing, and Bruce hates it, because he's like, who in their right mind would even fucking live in Gotham? And mm. Alfred's like, oh, five generations of Wayne, so not counting you, of course. Uh, and Bruce <laughs> tells him, you know, well, all he wants to do is sign the papers that give the Wayne Court trustees the uh, full control of the company. And then he can get cool. back to whatever the fuck he was doing. Yeah. Uh, and traveling around the world and spending the, the rebelliousness back. of it. The what? The rebelliousness. Of yes, away with child. He's the reluctant <laughs> Bruce. hero. Yeah, he's the reluctant hero take on this. Mm-hmm. A Bruce Wayne who doesn't really have, who doesn't really want to be part of Gotham, who left Gotham to escape from what happened there. I again like the portrayal, like we said in the last episode, that Gotham City is a fucking total piece of shit. It has to be. Yeah. Outside of his personal relationship with that's where his parents were shot, that yeah. his parents were shot in that city. Even outside of that, it's just... It is like the fucking, like, it's a complete piece of shit town. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So uh, they arrive. Like Jersey. You know, TMZ. <laughs> I'm thinking of, yeah. like, Detroit on the worst yeah, day. Detroit, yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. No offense, people from Detroit. <laughs> You're like, I'm from Detroit. What are you talking about? Uh, so you I know what we're talking about. that <laughs> Detroit bitches will cut people. <laughs> wow, you got cut uh, before, man? Some good Detroit Friends. Got some good Detroit scars. Heard it right from their mouth. No, from scars. Yeah. Do you want to know how I got these scars? Detroit scars. I know people from Detroit. Don't go. You want to know how I got these general warts? <laughs> <laughs> My father was a drinker. 
<laughs> oh wow, <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> oh man, that, that's and then he gave you the general jo- force. Darker than Joe Quinn Phoenix. Joe Bruce. So Joe Quinn Phoenix. Joe Quinn Phoenix. Hooked on Phoenix. Hooked on Phoenix. So Bruce instructs Alfred, "Hey, I don't want to be here at home. Let's go to. I want to go to where it happened." So they go to Crime Alley. And the old theater is boarded up now and everything, but uh, he he wants to revisit the alley where it happened, and he brings up, you know, I feel guilty. I had to see Zorro. It's a silly movie about a fucking hero who wears a costume and fights crime, like getting a little over the top. Stupid. In terms of foreshadowing. But it's the idea that Bruce feels guilty over his parents' death because he's the one who insisted on going to the movie. Antonio Banderas. Which, not that movie, <laughs> but... Not the end. That was a, Antonio Banderas was Zorro a year before this pitch was. Uh, uh, good but, timing. Mexican uh, man. Bruce... He speaks Mexican. Bruce's guilt <laughs> is... Uh, hadn't really been established yet. It was attempted in the Batman Forever script before it was fucking cut from it. But uh, oh, we, yeah. this was another attempt to bring that in that didn't make it and, of course, wouldn't end up making it at all until Batman Begins again. Uh, so he's in the alley and some thugs show up. Whoop-de-doo. Surprise, surprise. They're everywhere. Uh, and awesome. Alfred's like, we should go. And the thugs are like, you know, who do you think you are? You think you own this street? And Alfred's like, uh, actually, subsidiary of Wayne Corps uh, owns all the buildings. So technically, he does own this street. <laughs> wow. I love wow. that, actually. Pwned motherfuckers. Yeah, mother. so Richie. the thugs keep trying to goad Bruce and everything or try to rob him. He's like, well, you must be rich and everything. And Bruce, being Bruce Wayne is almost inviting the fight. It's not as hardcore as the year one version. Right? Okay. But uh, he disarms the guy, gets the gun, and just fucking dismantles the gun in front of the guy. And the guy's like, what the Whoa. hell is this? Uh, and Alfred's like warning him to be careful. And he's like, you know, maybe you could use therapy as an outlet. And Bruce is like, therapy takes years. And he just starts beating the shit out of them. And we've revealed <laughs> for the past 12 years, ever since that night, he's been training in martial arts. So this guy already has, at 17 years old, geez, wait a minute, how old is this kid? He just got he, it. He's out of jail. About to turn eighteen. Okay, yeah. And it says he hasn't been in Gotham in twelve years. So that means his parents were shot when he was five? six, five, five or six. six yeah. yeah. Okay. So wow. at, I don't know. Six years old. He says I'm going to take martial arts, and he's been taking it ever since. So he's got twelve years of martial arts training. I'm going to be so good belt. I can stop a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> and so, go to the past. Yes. Be water. <laughs> you can do that, right? Uh, yes. Uh, I'll take your money. So he <laughs> obviously he takes care of all the thugs, but Alfred is really concerned because he's just like you need to, you know, next time they might attack in greater numbers or shoot first. You're a you're a well known figure, you're a famous figure, you're a celebrity. There's potential for lawsuits. Like you got to be careful out there with your identity. So they drop off the thugs at the police department, and uh, you know Bruce drops off the gun parts uh, that show that there was a gun. But nobody really wants to take his statement until you hear a little girl say, "My dad's working." And Bruce turns around. Oh, she's not that little, actually. She's, she's 13. But Bruce turns around, and it's a 13-year-old Barbara Gordon. Now, that's weird. That's kind of weird, considering that Bruce is 17 in this. So Batgirl was four years younger than Batman in this version, but whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. But Barbara says, my dad's a detective. He's going to be commissioner someday. Ha, 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 ha. She's generally about 10, 15 years younger, right? Yeah, she's supposed to be Robin's age. Yeah. Robin's oh, in yeah. like his yeah. Robinson yeah. is like his dad's balls right now, so like, <laughs> he's probably not even spermatozoa yet. Yeah, <laughs> spermatozoa. Just so, the twinkle that they talk about. So this version of Barbara is, uh, like she is. It's the whole teen idol thing on on Bruce. She's like in love with them type of thing. Gotcha. Again, weird, but it kind of falls into the Bruce Tim interpretation. Tiger where beat Barbara and uh, Batman kind of had a thing. 
but uh, she takes bat him. Beat. Yeah. That what? <laughs> Tiger bat. Oh, okay. So <laughs> don't worry about it, Ben. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> so Barbara leads Bruce and Alfred to her dad, whom he recognizes. It's Jim Gordon, and he was like, "Oh, it's the cop from the night my parents were killed." Uh-huh. So again, this might feel like a familiar beat, but keep in mind, at the time, that wasn't a thing. Batman mm-hmm. Begins hadn't come out, Gotham hadn't come out. The closest we got to it was the Sam Ham script for 1989 that said that Gordon was the beat cop uh, when B- Batman's parents were killed, but that was cut from the movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it makes sense in this version. So when Bruce meets Gordon, uh, Gordon's like, "Hold on a second, and he's covering up a chalkboard. And Bruce sees, for a split second, the chalkboard is a diagram of arrows, and it all says Wayne Corps in the middle of it. Ooh. And he's clearly been investigating Wayne Corps uh, as Bruce Wayne comes in. So it's kind of awkward. Uh, but Bruce recognizes that it's Gordon. He's like, you were there when my parents were murdered. And Gordon's like, yeah. And then he's like, so, who killed them? This is generally written, like, in one series it's Wayne Tech, one series is Wayne Corps. Wayne Tech, Wayne, Wayne Corps, Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, oh, like, yeah it's, Enterprises, it's all the yeah. same. Divisions all, yeah. of Wayne. yeah. Co. Wayne Co. Yeah. Wayne Co. Yeah. So, alphabet. Uh, Bruce shows. Uh, Bruce talks to Gordon. Gordon shows him the files on the Wayne case. The killer was never found, uh, but he, uh, you know, he tried his best type of thing. And he asked, you know, will you testify on the trial? Are the guys who attacked you at Crime Alley? And Bruce is like, no, I'm leaving town. I'm only there for family business. I don't really want to do anything with Gotham City. Uh, and Bruce is like, well, uh, when you're here, or if. Your uh, family. You know. Here, your family. <laughs> Sorry. Olive Garden. Oh my Unlimited breadsticks for you in a GCPD. <laughs> so after you oh, eat all man. your breadsticks, uh, you know, he, he's uh, wondering, are you meeting with uh, the Wayne Corps CEO, whose name is, get this, Charles Palantine. Which, if that sounds familiar, that's the name of the dude from fucking Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. So once again, we got a Taxi Driver connection to Batman. Jesus, man, they fucking want this forever. I wonder. (laughs) I wonder what Scorsese thinks of all this Taxi Driver Batman shit after all his comments on Marvel, where he's just like, "It's not cinema. It's not cinema." (laughs) But I'm glad they take inspiration from me. (laughs) And now I'm gonna move my bushy eyebrows profusely. 2021. Take off those caterpillars I call an eyebrow. Yeah, the fucking caterpillars, (laughs) man. So Charles Palantine is kind of like Rutger. Howard's character in Batman Begins, where he is the one who's in charge of the company, uh, but doesn't really want Bruce to have much power in it. Uh, That's and, right. Yeah. Wow. So once again, there's a lot of Batman Begins in here, even though it was written in 1999. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, Bruce asked Palantine, you know, why are the police investigating Wayne Corps? I just, you know, I just came back from Detective Gordon's office, and Palantine, you know, is just like, oh, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's nothing. You know, police commissioner is a close personal friend of mine. His name is. You know, Commissioner Loeb, and he just got a knife in his eye by some lunatic. No, it's not mentioned by name, but it's assumed. You know, if you're a comic fan, that it's that's Loeb from year one. But uh, he assures him business is not something. You know, this is not your thing, Bruce. You're a teenager. You should live your life, type of thing. Signing over to the companies, you know, is the right thing. And Bruce is about to sign these papers, but uh, Alfred, you know, sort of clears his throat and indicates, you know, <clears throat> maybe not a good idea, sir. And Bruce is like, you know what? I'm going to take these papers home. And look him over, and Palantine's like, well, you know, maybe we can set you up a meeting with our lawyers to explain things. He really wants Bruce to sign these papers mm-hmm. that will sign Wayne Corps over to him. And Bruce is like, all right, fine, fine. And as he walks out, he gets distracted by the sight of an old friend, Lucius Fox. So we oh, meet sure. a young Lucius, Lucius. Fox. Uh, Lucius Fox, used, his dad used to work at uh, Wayne Manor when Bruce was a boy, and Lucius and Bruce were friends growing up. So keep in mind, during this time in the comics, Lucius and Bruce were the same age. 
mm-hmm. Lucius being this older mentor, close friend of Thomas Wayne thing, didn't really become a thing uh, until Nolan came around. And hmm. him knowing that Bruce was Batman and helping out and giving the gadgets was completely a Nolan thing. I actually kind of forgot that they In were the animated the series, same Lucius age. was just a, an employee of Wayne. Yeah, he was right? just yeah. A, yeah, he was just part of the company. He like befriended him or something. Yeah, that it was yeah. his friend. But Lucius didn't know anything about Batman. He didn't have anything to do with the gadgets. He was just purely another businessman, right. as he was in the original comic. Uh, so Lucius is now an intern for Wayne Corps, but uh, some backstory is his father died in a quote-unquote accident while working security at Wayne Chemical. So, you know, that's a potential subplot there, a potential mystery for Bruce to investigate. Mm. Um, but Palantine is like, Bruce, you need to sign these papers first thing in the morning because we have a deadline. This will only be in effect until, you know, you're 18, and Bruce's 18th birthday is in two days. <clears throat> okay. Mm. So. Tension. On the elevator on the way out, Bruce is, you know, like, why are you so worried, Alfred? You didn't want me to sign these papers. You didn't want to sign it over to His Wayne His birthday's Corp. in September... Batman's birthday is, is that February. actual date, right? It's February. February. It's February. 19th. February what? February nineteenth. In according to something. Cool. Yeah, there's some. He's an Aquarius. <laughs> I guess so. Like <laughs> me. He does what he wants. I think he's to more play, of a Taurus, but I'm also Taurus or so whatever. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's he's bullheaded. Like, come on. He's. I, I think it fits the personality. But one, one time I was at a party where yeah. this girl asked me. Uh, what's your sign? Seriously, this happened, and Joker's I was like, and I was like, I'm a Leo, but I don't really believe in that shit. And then she <laughs> said, that's something. That's something that Leos would say. <laughs> <laughs> don't you do that? To be like, I call that entrapment. <laughs> it was like sit- sitcom yeah. humor in real life. Yeah, but it was, it was great. Examine the zodiac signs of our favorite heroes and villains. Yes, yes. Let's talk about it, everybody. So uh, Alfred says, Who's I'm worried. I'm worried what will happen if you don't sign the papers. You know who inherits the state? The estate, if you're killed before you turn 18, your guardians, the board, Palantine. So Alfred is worried about the fact that, you know, why is Palantine so eager to want you to sign the papers? Mm-hmm. Something, something suspicious here. Something's going on. Bruce is like, well, we need to find a trustworthy lawyer in order to look over these papers. So uh, it's a good thing that we know a, a lawyer friend who Let's just first, my hands his, together. his first mind. year of law. <laughs> And Alfred's like, Harvey, really? So they Boom. go to visit <laughs> Harvey Dent. Andrew yeah. Dice Clay as yeah. Harvey Dent. Boom, we're going to solve this case. Boom. <laughs> you ever seen a pair of tits that big? Boom. <laughs> anyway, it's that's, little, I don't know much about it. <laughs> little Miss Tuffet or whatever. Yeah. So Boom. Harvey's a few years older than Bruce. He's kind of a party guy. He's kind of who Bruce pretends to be in the future uh, of being the billionaire uh, playboy type. So Bruce and Alfred arrive at Harvey's costume party, and Harvey's like, "I know how you ate hot costumes, ha ha ha, but I, I didn't think you would come." So he brings it in, oh and Bruce is like, hey, "I have these papers for you to look over." And Harvey's like, "You know, now it's the time to party. Let's not look at the papers now." So Bruce awkwardly walks around and ends up meeting a uh, hot girl in a tiger outfit who is quote unquote an exotic twenty year old by the name of Selena Kyle. Yep. Boom. Yeah. Boom. So again, more more characters in the future boom. rogues gallery. <laughs> Selena Kyle. So they flirt for a bit and uh Harvey's like, Hey, come over here. I wanted to introduce you to my sister. And Bruce's like, Oh god, he's been trying to do this since I was a kid. Like Harvey's always trying to set me up with his sister. I've never met her. But you know how it is when they always try to set you up with the sister that she's never like they're only setting you up because you can't get anybody, so she can't be that great. So Selena's like, If I see you with Susan, that's her name. I see you with Susan Dent, I'll rescue you. So Bruce is like, okay. So Harvey brings him outside the balcony, and he's like, all right, wait here. And while Bruce is there, he sees another girl there who is, like, in an angel costume, and she's, like, beautiful, literally the girl of his dreams, and 
kind of the opposite in attitude to uh, Selena. And uh, as they're talking, suddenly Selena shows up and she's like, oh my God, I missed you. And Bruce is like, what the fuck are you doing? And everything. And then it's revealed, of course, the uh, beautiful girl is Susan Dent, who is Harvey's sister. Mm. And Bruce was... Uh, just assuming that she was ugly. It's the same type of twist that they did in the comics when they were introducing Mary Jane Watson. Okay. Where Peter Parker was just like, don't introduce me to MJ. She's probably not anything or whatever. And then finally, like, she's a knockout when they finally hubba, reveal her. Hubba, hubba. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my. So, uh, let's see. I like that. So Susan is kind of turned off by the fact that Selena's throwing all this interest at Bruce, and she's like, oh, you're just like my brother and everything. Bruce is like, well, wait a minute. And then she walks off and, you know, teen romance type stuff to ensue. Ensues. Yeah, exactly. Riverdale. Yes. Riverdale. Do the river dance. Executive producer Greg Berlanti. Gotham meets Riverdale. Yeah, so uh, as he's trying to fix this situation, Alfred appears and stops him. He's like, there's an urgent message, <clears throat> message from Sergeant Gordon. He wants you to meet him at Wayne Chemical. Uh, some part of me wonders if Wayne Chemical is going to turn into Ace Chemical at some point because oh, yeah. when they're there, uh, it's a green pool of hazardous waste that's there as he meets Gordon, and um, he shows up and uh, like dumping was made illegal years ago. Like, why is there all this hazardous waste? And Bruce asks, like, is this why you called me to come over here? And Gordon's like, I didn't call you. And then oh, the access hatch closes and water comes and tries to flood them both. So Gordon and Bruce almost are stuck two in jokers, bro. Yeah, they yeah. <laughs> but it's water instead of chemical waste. So uh, Bruce ends up doing some acrobatics in order to leap up ahead uh, and uh, help open the hatch so they get out of it. Alfred criticizes Bruce, of course, for showing off his talents in front of Gordon. Uh, but uh, Gordon reveals that he was given an anonymous message to meet Bruce. So somebody's trying to set this up, and the suspicion is somebody's trying to kill Bruce before his 18th birthday. Uh, so they hide out. Oh, yeah. And so they hide out at Lucius Fox's place and meet his mom. Um, and we talk about more about Lucius's dad. Lucius's dad dying. And they said he was real nervous his last few days. I think he saw something. So it's getting the idea maybe Wayne Core is corrupt, which ties into what they would end up doing in Gotham as well, where Wayne Enterprises was behind a lot of bad shit. So Lucius is like, I'll dig around, see what I can find in the Wayne chemical files, and we go to Harvey's place where uh, Harvey's going over the papers of Bruce. And Harvey's like, don't sign these papers. That means they get everything, you get nothing, you get a monthly check, that's it. You have no rights, no protections, don't sign it. Um, we get a funny little bit where two phones ring, and on one side is Harvey's mom, and the other side is Harvey's dad, and he... Uh, they're like in the middle of a divorce, so he talks to his mom to support her and say, "Oh yeah, your da- my dad's such a piece of shit." And he goes talk to the dad. And he's like, "Yeah, mom's such a bitch and stuff." So he's very two faced <laughs> uh, in this. Wow, uh, what yeah. an interpretation! Yeah, <laughs> let's cue that WB frog. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my goddamn gal. <laughs> Uh, so so much tension. Yeah. So Harvey's like he hangs up. He's like, okay. Once you fully inherit Wayne Corp, if you die without a will, your estate goes into probate for years. So my legal counsel is stay alive until tomorrow when is your birthday. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh, how Bruce reacts. Clown will eat me. Can't sleep. Yeah. 
Hey everybody, it's Andrew. I just wanted to tell you about our friend Israel's retro gaming shop, RetroCo. If you go to retro-ko.com, you'll be able to see all of his retro gaming goodies. If you wanted to get that Sega Saturn hidden gem from back in the day, or if you wanted to get the Famicom disc system that you never got as a kid, or any other type of retro game that you were into, or uh, import game, please go to RetroCo.com. That's Retro-KO.com. And if you use the Superhouse code Johnson's Ballsack, you'll be able to get a little bit of a discount at checkout. So please, once again, if you could just go to RetroCo.com, you can also go to Facebook.com slash RetroCo with no hyphen. That's R-E-T-R-O-K-O. You'll be able to find him on Facebook as well. If you were looking for that PlayStation import game that you never got, if you were looking for that Mega Drive game that you never got, or any other kind of retro game, any import game, it could even be European. Israel also curates bundles at RetroCo, and he'll curate that bundle just for you. So please, go check him out. If you put in the code Johnson's Ballsack at checkout, you'll receive a Superhouse discount. So, <laughs> uh, they talk it over, and... Harvey's like, well, like that's the idea, but like, what do you really want? Because like, you don't have any interest in Gotham anyway, you know. And maybe you don't want to piss these guys off. They own everything. They own the cops. Take the money and run. You'll stay rich and you'll stay alive. Uh, and Bruce is like, I don't know. I feel like I should do something. And Harvey's like, what? Like, stay in Gotham? You go up against Palantine and the board uh, and everything. And Bruce isn't sure what's supposed to do. He then asks about. He then asks about Susan. Yeah, you know, how's your sister and everything? I want to like make it up to her. Where does she work? <laughs> I want to make it out to her. Make, make it up. Make out. Her. Make out. I mean, uh, <laughs> I want to ah. fuck her. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm Batman. God, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Not yet. It's Shit. over. <laughs> All right. So he puts a gun in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Call back to the last episode. <laughs> All right, so they oh, they drive shit. to where Susan works, which is she basically is at this volunteer shelter type place, uh, and they see two dark sedans coming towards them, and a gun emerges from the window, and Alfred's like, "This is a Rolls Royce. They wouldn't dare!" And then they sh- start firing at them, <laughs> so Dang. they would dare apparently. Um, and they just don't care. They have a like, car chase. <laughs> Alfred's Bruce. like, "What the money, Bruce? <laughs> the money, <laughs> the repairs." Gotta take Put this. on your pants, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> so Bruce is like, "This is a good reason why we should get bulletproof glass." So again, hints at the Batmobile. Um, it's another Lincoln Town Car. Yes, yeah, a Lincoln Continental. Continental. Like you need a Lincoln. Uh, they eventually end up escaping the bad guys and go to the youth shelter where Susan works. And um, Susan's like, I thought you were leaving town. And he's like, I, I was, thought I was too. And he, he apologizes to her about what happened before. But it hints that, you know, she could be the potential love interest. Now, this is interesting because Susan Dent doesn't exist in the comics. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, right. Gotta, I was wondering about yeah, that. Yeah, you got to wonder yeah. what's going to happen to her. So it is kind of smart on Tim McCanley's part to include some characters who aren't part of the mm-hmm. comics just to make you wonder... Okay. Make him like Star Trek red shirts. Yeah, like basically, <laughs> who's going to die? Is Palantine? Does Palantine turn into somebody? Does she turn into somebody? Does she die? Does Palantine die? Like, who are these characters? Yeah, right. Uh, these new characters. So I think it's smart on his point uh, to do that. Um, so that that continues this romantic subplot. Meanwhile, uh, Gordon calls. He heard about the roles getting attacked and everything, and he's been working with Lucius Fox, and they've heard about a weekly shipment of hazardous waste that keeps going on at night. So Bruce says, all right, I'll meet you there. But Gordon's like, you know, don't. 
So Bruce is like, well, if I can't meet him there as Bruce Wayne, I got to show up some other way. So we cut to mm-hmm. Wayne Chemical. Gordon's there, and he's there with, quote, unquote, his two best officers, who are Harvey Bullock and Rupert Montoya, presumably the dad or maybe older brother to Rene Montoya. Uh, uh, Rupert. 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 Ruperto. My name is Rupert Montoya. Yes. I'm from Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds suspiciously like that guy from Liverpool. Oh, well, we're all very similar in Europe. Uh, Gordon. Wolverhampton. Uh, Maybe I feel like you should be the, do the Montoya. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. My name is Rupert Montoya. You killed my you daughter. Killed my... Better to die. <laughs> Different Montoya. Okay, so Gordon warns Bullock that, you know, of all the donuts he's eating, he's going to get fat. So, again, kind of, there's almost too many cutesy foreshadowing type stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's It is very cutesy compared to what we just we, yeah. went through in the last episode. <laughs> Maybe we should have done this before, or not? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's good. It's all good. Dun, so, dun, 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 dun. This is very, very cute Batman this is going a, on. Well, remember, this is the WB PG. This is the Frog Channel. Not that. Bruce shows up all in black. He's, he's in, <laughs> in disguise. That. Yeah, Bruce shows up in disguise. And uh, Alfred's like, hey, like, don't do this. You shouldn't trust anybody. Uh, your father trusted people, and now he's dead. Bruce is like, what are you saying? You're saying somebody trusted somebody at Wayne Corps killed my father? And Alfred mm-hmm. says, yes, actually, that's his theory. That's been his With theory a gun. Click, click. Bang. ta-ta-ta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Thomas Wayne. I'm okay. Bruce Wayne. That's the one I want to see. Anyway, sorry. You want to see Batman the musical? I see Alfred just be the main villain. We'll do a deep dive on the Batman musical later. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, has there ever been one? There was an attempt to do it by Tim Burton. Oh, my oh. God. And was there scripts and shit? There are demo songs. No. From Jim Steinman, who did stuff like uh, It's All Coming Back to Me Now and uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart. So they were like rock very interested in this. (laughs) We will do a few. Yeah, so we thought Tim Burton was done with Batman after Batman Returns. He was not. There were three other instances of him slightly returning to the Batman world. Every time I think of when I think of that, like I'm, I'm reminded of the Ninja Turtles musical thing. Remember that yeah, coming, coming out of our shells? Yeah. Oh my god, Ben, did you ever have that? No, I don't remember that at all, dude. I was there, baby boy. I got it, and I was like, I watched it like a once or twice on VHS, and I was so like, bad. this is not for me. And I'm like eight. I'm like, I, I can't do it. I just can't. It's so bad. They rap in it. Do you do you know any lines from that offhand? Uh, not any. No, I don't. Okay. I remember it pretty vividly. You can you can find it on YouTube. Like yeah. a lot of the performances are, great. Yeah. but yeah, Tim Burton was developing the Batman musical around the same time as all this stuff. Actually, during the Great Bat Hiatus, Tim Burton was also working on the Batman musical. I feel mm. like we should just save that for another episode, though. Because oh yeah, that's a, that danger. sounds yeah. that sounds incredible. We're, yeah, 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 sure, exactly. Sure. That's okay. another one. So he's at Wayne Chemical, and Bruce is trying to figure out uh, what what's going to happen, and he gets bored because he's in the shadows and nothing's happening. So this is the opposite of what we usually see with Batman, where he's like, he's always in the shadow. Something uh-huh. always happens. He swoops in. Now, Bruce is just bored, just being like, okay, why did I do this? And he's, <laughs> now you see me. Now you don't. Sn- <laughs> now you see me. Now you don't. And God, then he just. Am I scary yet? <laughs> he snacks on a banana at one point uh, just yeah, because he's that. Batman fucking... eating a fucking banana in the shadows. Like, this is just doesn't yeah. sound great right here. This is not good television. I'll tell you that much. Brooding but and eating a banana. Then a bad guy shows up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, then a bad guy shows up. There's a whole confrontation between Gordon and his men inside. And and he uh, pulls a Mario Kart where he fucking throws a banana and they fucking <laughs> slip on that shit. That's close. So he, the bad guy exits the he elevator. He throws a red shell. 
Bruce throws a red shell at him. No, uh, bad girl, bad guy gets out of the adv- the elevator, and Bruce basically takes a, the stool and smashes him over the head with it yeah. and knocks him out. And Alfred is like, "So what's gonna happen?" Gorgeous can't just find him laying unconscious, and Bruce is like, "I got an idea," and he leaves the banana peel there <laughs> to make it look like the guy slipped on it and gordon shows oh, up and okay. gordon's like this is i'm not buying this but okay <laughs> so that's that's what that beat is it, again what i told you about eating bananas in the office <laughs> never eat bananas in the and office he's taking you know that's against the from a 17 year old kid i got an idea <laughs> detective <laughs> don't worry i got this <laughs> you watch too many cartoons but it just might work <laughs> So, it sounds again, wonderful. This is a TV PG on the WB at like 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. You know, on, on Thursday Friday, nights. Yeah, or Thursday, something. Yeah, they, they bury the show. Yeah. <laughs> Batman's eating bananas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, not man. Batman yet. He's, He's seventeen. Start throwing get the Friday time slot. Yeah, His main so. weapon becomes banana throughout yeah. the whole show. It's like, we just thought that would be really cool. Criminals are superstitious, cowardly lot. This must find a disguise that will strike terror in their hearts. Bananas. <laughs> Curious George. I'll be a monkey man. <laughs> um, Bruce and Alfred uh, then head back. Job well done. And Bruce is like, I might have found something I'm really good at. Which is vigilantism, I guess. <laughs> Pranks. <laughs> you just <laughs> Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher played Batman. There was a rumor about Kutcher at one point. Really? But we'll go into that later. Uh, So Bruce and Alfred uh, meet up with Gordon. And uh, it turns out, okay, so the trucks that were supposed to use to export the chemicals were actually being used to traffic drugs. That's why there's all those chemicals being dumped. (laughs) Because they're trying to transport drugs. Wayne Corps is involved in some sort of drug trafficking. But they did capture the dude who slipped on the banana peel, and uh, they have him in custody. <laughs> Rookie mistake. <laughs> Rookie mistake. And uh, bananas tripping motherfucker. And uh, Gordon Superior. <laughs> calling card. Yeah. Gordon Superior. <laughs> the, this calling, this calling card. Peel. Sorry. Banana man. It's a, it's a fucking dried a up, taste of the rotten <laughs> banana. It's a banana ring. <laughs> banana ring. It's been in the evidence bag for twenty years. Actually, banana's close to, to boomerang, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So Lieutenant Flash shows up, uh, beats the shit out of Gordon. No, and that's a different script. No, he oh, wants to man. see Gordon and his men, and so uh, <laughs> he takes Gordon. And he's like, "You got to cut the prisoners loose. This was illegal search and seizure, and everything. We're under hot water and everything." But he, obviously, it's just excuses. And uh, Gordon and Flash have their usual uh, confrontation and everything. Gordon walks out, and they return to the interrogation room, only to find that uh, the guy who slipped on the banana peel has hanged himself. Supposedly. Uh, <laughs> what? Not even going to touch it. You could go on a whole banana noose thing, but I'm just not going to go there. This is, uh, yeah. All right. They're, they're, All really, right. they're really going for it with this banana shit. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is a whole, this is like a banana based plot at this <laughs> point. Like, There's only one device. scene of the banana peel. I'm just using that to remind you who this guy this is. This is like the jar of piss in Batman vs. Superman or whatever. Like, we don't need this whole fucking, like, plot basis. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, it's not like he slipped on the banana, banana peel and accidentally <laughs> hanged himself. I found a symbol I can adopt. <laughs> Out of the shadows comes Banana Man. <laughs> this whole thing's off the rails. Okay, so... <laughs> so, clearly, somebody came in and killed this guy so he wouldn't talk about Wayne Corp. Alright. And so, okay. Gordon, yeah, that's what this really is. <laughs> not about bananas. bananas. He didn't slip on a banana all. peel and no, just like, oh, oh, and then go inside a noose. I can't get over this banana thing, man. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> so they go back to Wayne Manor and they find all the lights are off and they hear scuffling. They're like, oh shit. And then the lights come on and everyone says, surprise, as 
it's his birthday. It's, he's now turned 18. He doesn't have okay. science shit anymore. Woo. He survived it. Harvey Dent's there with his sister, which is Fox is there with his mom. Gordon somehow made it from the precinct after seeing that they were dead. And you were there. Yeah. And you were there. <laughs> even Bullock and Montoya Tiny are there, even though they don't even Montoya. know who the hell Bruce is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's midnight. Bruce is alive. He's 18, and he owns Waynecore now. And Harvey's like, yes, let's celebrate. And he throws the papers into the fireplace. Uh, and right as he does that, the doorbell rings, and it's Charles Palantine. Um, and, uh, you know, he's like, did you find the contract? He's like, yeah, I think so. And he nods over to the fireplace, and Bruce is, and Palantine has, like, well, I got bad news. We've been hearing about these illegal things happening at Wayne Chemical. Uh, you know, our stock might take a beating and everything like that. So, you know, this is this is bad news. And it's sort of unclear, is Palantine behind all this type mm. of stuff, or is he actually a good guy just telling him this? Mm. So we don't know. And Does he, he call somebody his number one guy? No, he doesn't. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Palantine's starting guy. to sound like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. He's like, what would, you, what would you like to see when I'm president? And Bruce's like, I don't know about much about politics, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I sure do know how to like punching stuff. <laughs> I love bananas, too. <laughs> I don't know much about bananas, but... <laughs> Uh, so he offers to be, you know, I'll be your mentor. I'll teach you about business and everything. Um, and Harvey, you know, Palantine leaves and Harvey calls for a speech for Bruce's birthday. So Bruce says, you know, I, I'm going to stay in Gotham city. There's a lot that I have mm-hmm. to learn here and I'm glad that I have all my friends. And it's called character arc. Y'all. Yeah. Y'all. <laughs> this is the pilot. This is a classic. We're all Building blocks. parallel. The <laughs> character arc. So a change of heart. If you will, <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to, I'm not sure if I can make a difference, but I'm going to stick around and find out. And so everyone gathers and takes a group photo. And that's the photo that we saw in the beginning when mm. Alfred was journaling. Uh, and the final line is Alfred's voiceover saying, and so it begins. Nice. And that's the end of the. He should have said, "But about He should have yep. said, "What a fun party we had last week." So he flies away on his umbrella. Yes. So Tim McCanley's apparently wrote a whole series Bible that Terry guys, McGinnis. Tim McCanley's oh. not Terry McGinnis. It's a different guy. Uh, <laughs> So, apparently he wrote a series Bible for this and where he intended for this to go. Um, not really much information about Susan Dent in here. The only other instance of Susan, uh, the only other instance of Harvey having a sister was years later in Jeff Johns' Batman Earth 1. I don't mm. know if you read this, where it was I Jessica did read Dent. it, but I remember that part. Uh, it was in part two. So if you oh, only I did not read part, read part two. I don't think. In volume two, uh, Harvey is the district attorney, I think, and Jessica is the mayor. Or, or maybe it's the reverse. Harvey's the mayor, and Jessica is the district attorney. Okay. And she's the one who's closer to Bruce, and Harvey and Bruce didn't really get along and everything. Mm. And then Boss Maroney uh, does the whole acid thing on uh, Harvey, and it kills him. And But Jessica gets scarred, and she becomes Two-Face uh-huh. in Earth-1. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So... I don't know if they were playing that type of twist in Bruce Wayne, but it's interesting. That's the only other instance where there's a sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've, I've never even seen that artwork actually uh, of a woman uh, Two Face. We'll see if there's a volume three on that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so a cape. Yes. A weapon. A weapon. Uh, Sean Connery as, as Alfred Pennyworth. That's what it looks like. <laughs> you should just slap her. <laughs> <laughs> we named a dog Batman. When you can't get a cross with reason you should just <laughs> give him a rap did he I, say some shit like that yeah he, he did, did. He, did. <laughs> he doubled down like a motherfucker there's a youtube edit I'd still do it <laughs> there's I a youtube count. edit of him talking to barbara walters and barbara walters like but what if and then right. he slaps her <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> say something again 
God, that's about now, dog. You're the man now. Yes, you're the Nobody man now, dog. Now, <laughs> dog. God, that's um. That brings us back to the old ages of the internet before the YouTube. <laughs> what a yep. God, I in the dark ages before ah, the empire. Uh, so Vicky Vale would have been there as a young TV gossip reporter, also a psychology student named Harleen Quinzel. Um, oh shit! A would-be comedian described as San Kennison but angrier, and his name, of course, is Jack Napier. Um, and then there would have been Happy. a whole episode uh, where it's quote, there's a newspaper edition, yeah, newspaper editors convention in Gotham City, and this kid named Clark Kent shows up. Whoa. Oh, shit. And Bruce wants nothing to do with him, but for some reason they're thrown together. He keeps trying to lose this kid, but he can't. You have to know who Clark Kent is to get the joke. I never reveal who this guy is. He's just this very surprising 16-year-old from Smallville, Kansas. If you're watching Batman on WB The Frog Channel, and you don't know who the fuck Clark Kent is... Then get are, out of America. Who are you? <laughs> what 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 kind of person is that? Yeah. <laughs> Must so be a reader. The general progression of <laughs> Bruce's arc through the series would actually be what I was wishing we'd see in Gotham, which was Bruce becoming more and more fascinated by the criminal element to the point of studying them. So yeah. he spends time inside Arkham Asylum observing They the don't do that inside. at all in the fucking in fucking Gotham? Not really. No, not not at well, all. Well, thank you for saving me hours of uh <laughs> I'll just show you never some watching that show. Uh, he brings in martial arts trainers to continue even though like he already had 12 years but uh, he's just refining his methods he is uh, always more to learn finding ways to race motorcycles and decked out in the leather and helmet he kind of likes being anonymous and when he's around so that kind of hints more at the persona um Ideally, what they were thinking at the end of the first season, Bruce finds the Batcave, which is actually what happens at the end of the first season of Gotham. Um, mm-hmm. And so he and Alfred apparently bring in a bunch of Polish workers in blacked-out planes and to set up the Batcave. Why Polish? I don't know, because they don't speak English they don't and they ask questions. Uh, yeah. And they don't ask questions. <laughs> the best part about undocumented foreigners is they don't ask any questions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Alfred is like, don't tell anybody or we'll fucking deport you. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred gets now, real Trump on. Now here's your dime. Actually, for the opposite day. of Trump. <laughs> God. At least gave them a chance. Um, oh, and at man. one point, Bruce is like, I got to figure out how I'm going to fight crime. So at one point, he joins the GCPD. Uh, but it doesn't last. So he tries to join the He's FBI. He's too rough on criminals. Yeah, he tries to join the FBI, but that's a bust mm-hmm. too. And that actually happened in the comics where he uh, tried to become an FBI agent and he scored well on every single test except for marksmanship. Oh, <laughs> except, oh for, really? except for using a gun, yeah. That is kind of cool. That's, kinda yeah. cool yeah. that's in Denny O'Neill's uh, The Man Who Falls, which was partially what inspired uh, all the training stuff in uh, Batman Begins. Huh. It's funny, though, because I, I, I kind of envisioned it more as, like, he probably would be good at guns if he actually gave a shit or if he didn't have such an emotional yeah, uh, thing aversion. against it. Yeah, aversion. Well, he's got to be good with general marksmanship for those batarangs. But the I know it's a different skill, but still, yeah. Does he ever use bow and arrow? He does, right, at some point? Oliver taught him, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay, well, there you go. Yeah, that's what it's so indicated, yeah. he's okay with projectiles, just not... Firearms, no, the gun. Yeah, yeah. Cut to all the Batman movies where there's guns in the Batmobiles. But anyway. <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> fucking nerd. <laughs> uh, let's see. So he does all this stuff, and people are just thinking, oh, he's just a fickle rich kid trying to just do whatever. They just think he's because remember this is a different version of Bruce Wayne who spends a lot of time in Gotham before becoming Batman, mm-hmm. as opposed to coming back to Gotham and then becoming Bru- mm-hmm. then becoming Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Again, certain Wayne Core R&D stuff disappears. Special prototypes disappear that later end up in Bruce Wayne's arsenal as Batman. Mm-hmm. So that is indicated. Uh, Wayne Core wins the bid to build the FBI's computer criminal database. So guess what that ends up developing into? Oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, Cerebro. Yes, Cerebro. <laughs> but Bruce uses his uh, telepathic powers to find other Batman. Yes, Cerebro has yep. little bat ears. Uh, yeah. I remembered it. <laughs> Bat-rebro. Bad rebro. Uh, but eventually, it all would have ended. It would start with him as a 17-year-old who's uh, immature and just a kid to eventually, uh, in the final episode, becoming Batman. Mm-hmm. So that was the general idea. Uh, apparently, there was some, supposedly some actors considered for this. An actor named Trevor Furman, who was in Clerks 2. I don't know who he was. I don't hmm. know him. Was considered for Bruce, along with Sean Ashmore, weirdly enough, who played Iceman in the X-Men films. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum... This one feels almost like too neat, but apparently Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor in Smallville, was considered for Harvey. Hmm. I'm just like, wait, so you were originally considered for the friend who becomes the villain in Bruce Wayne. You couldn't get that, so you became the friend who became the, becomes the villain in Smallville <laughs> instead. Uh, again, it feels too neat for that to be true, but whatever. Uh, and then David... It's possible. Yeah, David Crumholtz of Numbers was considered as a possible contender to play Jim Gordon. A lot of this information is from Krypton huh. site. So... Uh, it didn't go through because they're like, well, Warner Brothers wants to do an origin movie, and we got an origin TV show. It's not going to work, and now that we know what that movie was with Darren Aronofsky's year one, we know that definitely does not drive together at all, mm-hmm. the two different visions. Oh, wow. So they wanted to go with Aronofsky's. They're just like, we can't have a movie and a TV thing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense at all. Cut to 2016 when Gotham Season 3 was out with Batman versus Superman in theaters, but I digress. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why they think people won't get it. People like, will get confused. It's totally <laughs> yeah. fine. Everybody well, will get it. There's I, no problem. I kind of get it in this context where it's just like, oh, here's a Batman origin movie and a Batman origin TV series, and they have nothing to do with each other uh, at all. Yeah. But yeah. nothing was connected anyway, ever, kinda especially at that time. Like, why? Yeah, but it's also like, it's too. Like, imagine if there was a Joker origin series right now. I still think it's like who who cares? Just do it. Yeah, but still, it's just like it's, it's two different things. It just feels a little like redundant. Audiences aren't that dumb, are they? I don't know. Just redundancy. Know. So obviously, the the production company still will like this idea, Tolan Robbins, and eventually, a oh duo, man, I remember them. From yeah, nineties. The Alfred uh, Alfred Goff, I think it was Al Goff and Miles Millar uh, came, and they had a pitch that was very similar to Bruce Wayne, except for a different character. Clark Kent, and that mm. became Smallville. Mm. Oh, so that actually got so picked that makes up. Sense so yeah, Smallville was from the same production company yeah. that was pitched Bruce Wayne. So in a weird way, Bruce Wayne evolved into Smallville. Yeah, uh, sort of. Uh, apparently, Goff and Millar tried to do a companion show about Bruce Wayne on their own, but they were denied because TV was just like, no, we're not allowed to do it. They're trying to do a Batman thing right now. Yeah. Um, there are rumors that they tried to get Bruce Wayne on the show on Smallville itself, and they were denied. So instead, uh, that's why Green Arrow, played by Justin Hartley, showed up starting in, like, season six, who was portrayed as, again, a billionaire playboy type with gadgets and everything who's got this dark past and no superpowers and everything and ends up starting up the Justice League. So it's a possibility that uh, Justin Hartley was actually playing the uh, character who was supposed to be Batman that was then rewritten to be Green Arrow in that. So retcon, retcon. So with this, <laughs> indeed. Uh, eventually, Tolan Robbins did do a Batman series, but not a prequel. It was more of a sequel, and that was Birds of Prey. Huh? Yeah, I remember uh, that. If you remember that, yeah. 
Dude, I did not know that even existed. I think it came out when I was living mm-hmm. in Japan. It was short-lived. And I, short-lived. I, I come back, and I was like, oh, this came and went already. Like, I was totally yeah. out of the loop on that entirely. Uh, it's the only instance <clears throat> of Mark Hamill as the Joker technically in live action, even though it wasn't really him. Basically, they took a stuntman, put a green wig on him to be the Joker, <laughs> Redid the whole killing joke thing where he shoots Barbara and had Mark Hamill dub over the guy's voice. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so was this show actually any good at all? The that birds. It, of it wasn't that great, but as somebody who you know, this is 2002 when there is no Batman shit going on. Yeah. This is the closest you've got yeah. to a live it's action like Batman show. Generation X when that show came out, yeah. it was like stupid, but it was just like, oh my god, these fucking superheroes come to life, you know? Kind uh, of Dinah Mayer Meyer was uh, Oracle. She had just been, okay. she had already been shot, uh, but there were flashbacks to her in the Batgirl suit, and I remember just the Batgirl suit looks like the Barbara Gordon Batgirl suit come to life. Was it a full season? One season? It was a full 13 episode season. So Wow, was this also on WB? Yeah, on the WB. It was around the same time as Smallville. Uh, well, season one. Fuckity fuck. There was Alfred. Uh, Alfred was played by an actor named Ian Abercrombie, who eventually did the voice of Palpatine. In one Ian Abercrombie. Ian Abercrombie. But he was very much like the Michael Goff version of Alfred. Um, Huntress was in it, played by Ashley Scott, and she was. They adapted the pre crisis version of Huntress, where she was the daughter of Batman and Catwoman. Huh. Uh, and everything. And Ashley Scott is coming back to the role in the upcoming Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, That's cool. Coming Ooh. on CW, uh, and then it's to fill out the Birds of Prey was Rachel Scarston playing uh, the daughter of Black Canary, who in this version had like different visions of the dead or something like that. I don't know. I got to rewatch it. But Rachel Scarston now plays the main villain in Batwoman. Uh, mm. So all this starts to come around. Uh, Keep one it in the family. Oh yeah, Mia Sarah was in it as the main villain, who is Doctor Harley and Quinzel. Did they make cool. that show? Was like kind of like a little precursor to Arrow. You think? Kind of. I mean, I'd say Smallville was more of the precursor to oh, Arrow. Right, 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 right. Birds right. of Prey was darker, but it was uh, like again, it was in a, it was a concept that was kind of ahead of its time. Okay. Or, and I don't think people were quite ready for it because they're just like, who the fuck are these characters? Right. Whatever. It was before the whole superhero boom, mm-hmm. and I mean, at least it had the core Birds of Prey with Oracle and Huntress and shit. <laughs> Girls. <laughs> Instead, they're not heroes. Yeah, it's not like we... It's, yeah, so Harley Quinn like was Barbies actually the main villain of the Birds of Prey first season, the TV show. Harley Quinn's in the show? Mia Sarah played Harleen Quinzel, and she donned the Jester outfit in the final episode. Ah, uh, I did not it. know that at all. Yeah, she was the first live-action <laughs> Harley Quinn. She was. It was originally Sherilyn Fenn. From did you Quinn. know this, Wolfie? Yeah. Uh-uh, I never oh. saw more than a couple episodes. Well, she was probably in... Uh, actually, I don't know if she was in those episodes. Uh, so she Mr. Was in J. It. it was also the first live-action Clayface was in that. What? Clayface was... Clayface There's been other live-action Clayfaces? Uh, Gotham had Clayface as well. Oh, well, shit. Yeah. So, Clayface has been on TV in live-action, but just not in movies. Uh, so, Clayface was in Harley... Qu- yeah, so I think it's ironic. Harley Quinn was the main villain of Birds of Prey... Uh, season one, or the whole series, really. And now she's the main character in Birds of Prey, the movie, which doesn't have, like, most of the Birds of Prey in it. Yeah. Moving on. Amazing. <laughs> Wait, so that's the end of Bruce Wayne? That Yeah, that's pretty much the end of Bruce Wayne. It, like, the closest it evolved into was Smallville and Birds of Prey, because that's the other exposure that this production company had to the DC characters. So okay. we don't really get much else from it. I do think it would have been... Yeah, that's... We're looking right now. If you showed wow. us the uh, the jester outfit that Mia Sarah wore, obviously it's a very 
toned down toned version down of the uh, what Margot Robbie is currently wearing in the in the movies. But this this is another know. tangent topic for another day. But just to put it in in the, in the out in the universe or whatever, um, this 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 woman at my work was saying that um, you know talking about sexism in, with with these kind of roles where uh, like if you change like just a small thing in uh, a man's costume like like people went crazy over taking the, the briefs off Superman right. thing but like Har- Harley Quinn like she loves Harley Quinn and she felt like they, they've never really you know done her costume anywhere close to the comics and no one there's no like real outrage and she wishes that there was more you know what I mean? Like the birds, mm-hmm. of, the current birds of prey, the Margot Robbie one. Like, I don't know. That was interesting. I mean, none of the costumes in the current birds of prey trailer look like they're true to the comic at all. But I mean, if you're gonna get one right, you need to get Harley Quinn right. But maybe, maybe she gets it right near the end. But then again, probably not. I mean, this she movie's had looking like it's off the rails. One scene in Suicide Squad with the Jester outfit. Yeah. Oh yeah, they the did do that. Yeah. They did do that. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. again, you forget about it too. Yeah. So she hasn't quite been wearing the classic stuff. I feel like the what she wore in Suicide Squad is kind of close to what they were having her wear in this in the New Fifty Two. But I gotta relook and recompare. She that. wants that fucking original jester. Like your go, friend go or classic. Margot Robbie? Uh, my friend. Okay, got it. Yeah, got it. So, all right, I we'll see. Know. That's another. Know. We could. Birds of prey. Later. So uh, anyway, the birds of prey deep dive coming later. Wolfie, what'd you think of Bruce Wayne? I thought it was pretty cool in a lot of like the direction where it was coming from. I could be into like an edgier version of that, which I guess is Gotham in a lot of ways. Yeah, Gotham is definitely a more R-rated you know? version of this type of type but, of story. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've never been a huge fan of Smallville or Flash or the the flavor of those shows. It works but, for Flash because yeah. Flash is just goofy like look, that. But with Batman cool doesn't ideas. work. I don't think. I think the Batman or the banana thing was was <laughs> just kind of stupid for a scene. Like there could have been some other thing, but it, we got some mileage oh, out man. of it. I mean, the banana peel. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's cool. It's it's just really cool to see all these unproduced ideas and how many different angles people can come from to to you know attaches to these characters but also tell like a contemporary story and blah blah, blah. yeah, yeah um, exactly. I, I would definitely watch the pilot of this or maybe even a, f- a first season I yeah. mean we watch whatever I, although well, yeah. not Anything Gotham Batman, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I watched I watched a few episodes of Gotham but even Kevin Smith on Fat Man on Batman he was he was like I, I just can't watch it I don't know what it is <laughs> watch what of Gotham watch the oh right yeah. <laughs> like he's on his fucking Batman podcast yeah anyway um yeah, I, this was like so cutesy compared to the last episode. So it's know, a little maybe bit, we should start with this. <laughs> it's a little bit jarring, but it's. I mean, even with the banana thing is kind of funny. I mean, I see the tone they're going for. Yeah, it's just definitely like it's got that formula. pilot flavor where not much is developed at all. Yeah. So it's it was fine. It probably would have developed something better, but you definitely. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mostly prefer it to the Gotham approach simply because it's so focused on Bruce's evolution to Batman as opposed to yeah. with Gotham, it felt like right. kind of an afterthought. And right. it was like, oh, yeah, we need to make this guy Batman. And oh, was, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, this is what it's about. Been having too much it's fun so hard to find that, find that right tone where it's like yeah. it can yeah. be too cutesy or too just overly dark like Snyder's kind of stuff. Like yeah. That's what's so hard about superhero stuff is like, when yeah. you make it into live action, finding the right tone is so incredibly mm-hmm. difficult. Right. Yeah. Because like nobody's really done the scene of the bat coming through the window, and he's like, "Yes, right. I shall become a bat." But you're right. also like, 
wait, how do you do that in live action without it coming off as like really right, hokey? Right. You'd have to really play up like a lot of close-ups well, and shit. The, 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 and, the dialogue too was so antiquated. Mm-hmm. Now I shall become a bat. I shall become a bat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's never said that. He hasn't even said criminals are a superstitious, cowardly lot. I, I feel like they could get away with that line um, in some could, way, especially if they do the noir like thinking to himself. Oh, I could see that. Kind yeah. of thing. I if, he's, if he says that. that to himself. Yeah. Monsters are real. Yeah, some yes. shit like that. You know, I think that could work. I could, yeah. Um, the, ben, uh, what were your thoughts? I don't think we ever really got any. Uh... I mean, I, I do. I, I really did like this more than uh, the Gotham pilot. I did. I mean, I watched all 100 episodes of the Gotham, so it's not like I hated it. But this is. <laughs> I, I wish sort of kind of liked it. Why are you guys making fun of it? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it has a lot of problems, um, but it. <laughs> I definitely prefer this approach over it because of the focus on Bruce Wayne and on the focus on his training as opposed yeah. to where it just felt like, you know, they had episodes in Gotham where Bruce wasn't even in it. And I was just like, okay, I'm not as into this. Yeah. I'm not as yeah. into, like, Gordon being the main character and going through a circular arc where he's kind of just back to where he was before because you can't, you can't really, you can only do so much of that character as yeah. a main character. He already got uh, the stash. He can't lose the stash after he gets it. That's his arc. <laughs> his arc is the stash. Yeah. Didn't even wear glasses. Be without that. Like, yeah. Stash. He just got the brown coat out of nowhere at one point. I'm just like, really? Yeah, right, like, you right, have a TV right, series. Right. You could have had some backstory. Like, Scott Snyder <laughs> gave him a backstory in New 52 on, on that black trench coat. I mean, that brown trench coat. Anyway, uh, I do like this. I... I do think that it was like I've always kind of wanted to see a, t- a long form version of the training stuff, but mm-hmm. stuff that is more true to the comics. Mm-hmm. So you would actually get to see uh, all the training that was established beforehand, uh, partially in the comics as well as stuff that you could make up later on. I still want to get that training in Asia. And he's going like through a fuck, kung fu type thing. Fucked up training, though. Like he's got PTSD yeah. from his family getting shot, but now he's got a whole other set of PTSD from fucked up shit. He's getting like whacked on the knees. Fucking, yeah. you know, like with like these boards, the ringer. some From spikes sometimes. Yeah, not hates him, but like pushes him harder than the others or something. This is something I said on Twitter actually, but I do think that format-wise and like sort of character-wise, yeah. Whiplash, the the drumming movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. hear me out. It's about a master and a teacher, and they don't. You don't necessarily have to love each other right. to fucking learn from each other. Right. You you bring out the best in each other, skill wise at least. Right. Sacrificing all this other bullshit just to become that one thing. Honestly, I feel like Whiplash is kind of a good um, idea for Bruce inspiration Wayne motif for Bruce Wayne training thing. Training and, and like not liking your teacher, Ra's al Ghul, maybe you, you know whoever whoever right, it is. Right. Like, like they fucking hate each other, but right. they're, they're yeah. still there. There's that respect. They're like they're student teacher, but also rivals in a way. A like dynamic great where the that. master is trying to like repel him away from yeah. progressing more, but he keeps getting better and better through determination, kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, almost so his you got to hang with this. You got to hang at this level. <clears throat> we should write a pilot. This is a high level. You got to <laughs> hang. You got to hang at this yeah. level if you want to hang with us. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. that kind of thing. Like it's the opposite of of Miyagi and Daniel, where they're really like have this deep bond, like they love each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, that's not. I I, I kind of want to see this yeah. thing where mm-hmm. his 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 mentor that he loves is obviously Alfred. So you already have that. Yeah, when no, he goes he, to Asia to train. 
this guy's not yeah. fucking alpha. Maybe it's kind of like, oh, you rich white kid wants to come to my country right, and right, take right, our right, knowledge right. kind of thing. Right, right, right. Each mentor he's had in the comics has some point turned into some sort of antagonist. Uh-huh. That's, true. Yeah, uh, that's true. Karigi, Sunamoto, David Kane, Henri Ducard, all the, all the guys, all the trainers that he had uh, end up coming back in some way. Um, David Kane is the assassin who tries to kill Gordon at one point. His daughter becomes Batgirl, Cassandra Kane. Um, Ducard is just a, he just takes anything for money type of thing. Uh, he's created by Sam Hamm and turned into the alias for Roz. Mm-hmm. Oh, in uh, Begins. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else was there? Sunamoto tried to kill him at one point. Karigi was the one who trained a bunch of the League of Assassins guys. So even before the idea of Ra's al Ghul training him in Batman Begins came about, there, it was already established that he had oh. that type of it could be It could stuff. be anybody. And they don't even necessarily have to become a full-on foil. All they need to do is just be... To have that dynamic, just thing. a dynamic like in Whiplash, kind of yeah. like we're we're we don't love each other, but you want to train? Okay, we'll train. Yeah, but we'll. I want to see how far you want to go. The best story of something like that. It's a backup story in one of the zero year ones. I think Scott Snyder wrote it, but Bruce is in this pit, and he's it's a pit where after every hour they send in a new opponent, oh, and shit. Bruce has to survive, and uh, she's she's just called the queen. And she's trying to make a point to him being like, you can't survive the pit unless you do what I tell you, which is to take a life. Oh, shit. And Bruce is like, I will not. And he lasts in that pit for over a day, just fighting. And eventually she's like, send in more. And the rest of the people who are part of this cult or whatever are like, we can't. Everybody's afraid. Nobody wants to come in. And nobody else wants to fight him. And at that point, Bruce can finally collapse and, and rest. After yeah, it's like the so Kumite. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, that's an tournament. awesome story uh, from it. Let's see, there's other... I usually it just comes down to that, the whole, like, you must kill. And he's like, I don't want to do that. I will take your principles and everything, but I will find... I will use that to know when somebody's trying to kill me, but I will develop my own style. That's my, my, my dream show... Well, one of my dream shows is like Kung Fu: The Legend Continues, mixed with Whiplash, meets with, mixed with you know, whatever you know Shaolin Kung Fu movie or whatever. That's right. Kurosawa, yeah, uh, with Batman and like young Bruce Wayne traveling Asia. Yeah, I think that would be so so sweet, man. I think I always think it would be cool if there was something where it's he's enlisted in this academy type of stuff where he's learning and stuff, but everybody has some sort of code name, so you don't really know who other people are going to turn into. Oh, yeah. You can't have cool. somebody being like, I am Ra's al Ghul. I'm like, okay, obviously I know where it's going to go. Like, yeah, everybody's yeah, got yeah. some code name right. and stuff. And then My code name is Raish al Ghul. <laughs> 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 My code name is Joker. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> but then at the it evolves, and then all the people, you, you thought it goes one way, and then goes the other, and at the end you're just like, oh, shit, like, that's Bruce Wayne. That one is uh, yeah, going to be, be that cool. guy. That'd that guy cool. is going to be, be cool. you know, Green Arrow. That guy is going to be this. Like, it, then you figure out it's okay. This is actually a superhero, super villain type of thing. We just don't know their actual names, but you can tell by mm-hmm. where they end up at the end. Traits and yeah. So that's what that's what I always thought would be cool. Yeah. Uh, to do in this fan film. Let's do it. fan film section of everybody but anyway this has been the super house podcast um thanks again everybody uh check us out on twitter uh super house pod on all the social media please join the shasta army 
That's our $1 tier on Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Podcast. I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Twitter and Instagram, my personal account, and... I'm Ben Juan Ryder on Instagram, as well as curating the Superhouse Podcast at Superhouse Pod on Instagram. Woo, I'm Wolfie Cruz uh, on Facebook and on Instagram. <laughs> Twitter soon to follow, baby, baby. <laughs> baby, baby, big dick boy, signing big off. Boy. <laughs> ben signing off. Adios. Listening to the Geekscape Network. 